it's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. The dog is just, it is always snoring. Like I have this couch. It's my favorite couch. I've had this couch for Recording like 12 in progress. years. I've had this couch for 12 years and it's my favorite couch. It's like crack or like whatever drug. What's the drug that'll make you sleep? Let's say NyQuil. It's like NyQuil. <laughs> I get on the couch and I just pass the f out. And now that the dog is here snoring all the time, I can't sleep on that couch anymore. It doesn't matter how comfortable the couch is. That's funny. Um, my my dog has taken to uh, really pushing on, on us at night. She's huge though. Getting colder. No. She's, she's tiny. This one is a... Uh, a French bulldog and but she I call her piglet because when she walks like every step she takes she snorts like a pig yeah every step every step just like that so I call her piglet the kids are now calling her piglet it's stuck so yeah that's the dog and the couch okay I'm good now. I, think I did I watch got it. Everything. Yeah, you did. I thought you did. Through. You were watching it. I said I did watch it. Oh, I thought you said I didn't watch it. <clears throat> cool. All right. I got. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm all set, Jonesy. Uh, I've got what everything loaded. Whatever order you want, just call something out, and I'll. I'll oh, okay. I'll roll with it. Uh, just segue. Yeah. Just. Uh. Just segue. We should be. We should be all right. So. You guys. Seggy. You guys ready? Segue. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LOM Online and the Genre Bros Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and we got a triple threat. It's myself, Joseph Jamarandina, and Nick Dahl. Gentlemen, what's going on? <laughs> on this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about Focus Focus 2, some news, as well as Werewolf by Night impressions. Nick, did you get a chance? To, did you see Werewolf by Night? No, it came out okay. like while I was asleep. <laughs> All right. So just oh, did that me. come out so, today? Like, like early, last night at midnight? midnight? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's brand brand spanking new. Hot off the press. Like so much dog shit. It is steaming and brand new and hot. But not bad. So, no, so I guess okay. that's not like dog shit. It's like dog shit, but also not like dog shit at all. Oh, uh, so we have a bunch of trailers to go through, and we also have. They should put that on all the future trailers. trailers. It is like dog shit, and also not like dog shit. Like dog shit at all, and then people will be like, "What does that mean?" I don't know. I have to watch the show or the special. It must be an A twenty four movie. <laughs> 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 Quote like that. Um, 
So we've got several trailers to get through. One of them I just watched. Do you guys have any particular order you want to go through these? And we've got the Super Mario trailer. We've got the Violent Night trailer. We've got the new Black Panther trailer. <laughs> anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's funny because earlier before the show, we were talking about uh, trailers that we don't have. I know uh, Danny posted the one for, um, what's it called? Uh, oh, my God. What is that one? Lumberland? Warrior War- War- King? God, no, Warrior Queen. What's it oh, called? Woman King. Woman King. Woman, or King. Woman, Woman King. Yeah, it's the Woman King. And I King. thought you were making a joke about that, but no, we, we actually have a Black Panther trailer to check out, which is awesome. I also <laughs> thought Woman King was already out. That's it what is. I thought, too. I no, was confused. He's, I think he was posting that to yeah. say, that's what I'm seeing tonight. Yeah. He's yeah. going oh. to the movies. He's I've like, never this been more my confused night. in my life. Never been more confused. Not once. Anyway, so Sorry. yeah. Black, I can't help uh, let's, do, let's start with Black Panther. because I feel Let's like, start with Black Panther. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. So girls cried during the Black Panther trailer. Really? No. no. I Not, even close. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. So I think, so Jeremy, you weren't on the show. I've already given my thoughts on it. I, I don't think my thoughts are changed um by seeing this i think at this point in the first trailer and the teaser let's call it a teaser so in the first one we got a mm-hmm. teaser and there was you know who's in the black panther suit we don't know is it a man is it a woman who's it gonna be? i mean like we know who's in the suit now right like there's not really a exactly question. who i yeah. thought but it do was. we we all knew it but was. Do, oh you here, here the fuck he is do we what who is it jammer who's in the suit no no here's the thing is that i you know i'm actually i'm gonna look this up Mm-hmm. Um, where someone said that the fans have not guessed who the Black Panther's identity is. Oh, come on. The 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 uh, Russo said no one guessed Endgame as a title either. I know. And yeah, I know that's a bullshit knows. quote, first of all, because it's like it has to be one of four characters. So no one's guessed which of the four characters it could possibly be. Not one person has been like, oh, it's okay, but I think one the of general, her guard uh, the, the instead spirit, of Shuri. The spirit of the quote is the general consensus isn't correct. That's how I read okay, it. Because okay. obviously well, they're like, not going to know every rumor out know. there. So Lupita Nyong'o says, we love speculation. Um, Guerrero was like, they're not getting all of it right. And Nyong'o says, no, they haven't guessed it at all. That was it. It was just a quick little exchange. They were talking about, they were talking about who was in the suit yeah. or the movie. Oh, yeah. About the who, who the new Black Panther will be in the sequel. So yeah. my guess is this is a, this is a, a midnight, wait, Murder on the Orient Express situation where it's multiple people oh, over the course of I would the movie. I hate that. That's a good guess, though. That's the one way they could, they're screaming it. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, sorry I interrupted you, but as you said, you're like, oh, we know who Black Panther is, do we? Do well, we imagine Jeremy? if there was do more than one. It would be like Shazam. Oh, there, it's like everyone a... gets powers at the end. I would also uh, say it's there the are MCU, some. It's the MCU, Nick. Everyone already has powers. That's what are you true. on? It's the MCU. But I mean, I don't know. Just like you're watching. Sh- I know I'm like a tangent and we've interrupted Chelsea, but you're watching Shazam and you're like, oh, every main character has superpowers. And then none of them had them a second ago. Like, okay. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So we are now <laughs> looking out for a Black Panther that is basically uh, Spartacus, right? I am Spartacus. I am Black Panther. <laughs> I am Black Panther. We'll see. Yeah, I think Black that's... Panther isn't a person. It is a people. Yeah, and that makes it worse. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, it doesn't really move the needle for me very much at all. Um, Jammer, you cried. And I didn't get your thoughts on the teaser. So walk me through your bitch-like tears for Black Panther. What kind of Okay, forever. I exaggerated. I didn't actually cry. 
choked oh. up. Oh, now he's walking in back. Liar. <laughs> liar. No, I choked up. Because it's just, it's it's one of the things where I didn't cry. So when no one else raised their hand, he was, he was like, oh, I, I guess I was going to. Sorry, go ahead. No, but no. So I, essentially for me, it's the type of cry you get when just a piece of art really kind of comes together beautifully. And it, it has been enough to at least make me second guess my overall thoughts about Chadwick Boseman, because I think I'm, modif- I'm modifying my initial thoughts. My thoughts are Chadwick Boseman should be recast. Um, however, if they did recast him, we would not have gotten what looks to be a potentially emotional and unique superhero story. Like how many superhero movies are there where the main character from the previous movie is dead and it's about what happens next? And in this case, you know, it seems like the protector, quote unquote, being gone in Black Panther is the catalyst for, you know, uh, <clears throat> Namor or Namor or however they're going to pronouncing his name coming in. Are they, they're and, not pronouncing it Namor? Well, because it's it's Latino influenced. I see. So I think it might be Namor. Namor. But I have no idea. Namor. <laughs> okay. Namor. Know, we'll see. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's this is a story we would not have gotten if if they had decided to recast him. Hard disagree. And, okay, go ahead. Tell me because I don't made a movie about Black Panther death, Black Panther's death. If Chad, if they decided to replace him, I don't know that it requires <laughs> that he be immediately recast. Right, you can have you can have this exact same movie like. We don't know what happened to him. We he is presumed dead. So you've never seen a movie where the person is presumed, presumed dead. Presumed dead. So you're talking yeah. about Skyfall. Sure. Every James Bond movie, actually. Every James Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm saying, but he's actually dead. It's not a fake out. He's gone. Like. But I, that it, is because is, of real life week. circumstances. Sure. I, it is. But it gives it's like pivoting. It's like it's like pivoting. It's like we have an opportunity to tell something. A more unique story is it better or worse than what we would have gotten we'll never know but it is a unique opportunity and the fact that they leaned into it i think is pretty interesting and it's a riskier move when it comes to actually like what should the next story be that we tell um and i kind of respect that even though i it's not the decision i would have made but yeah. i'm more receptive to what it could be i, I think like you could do have done both and still have told the same story i don't know without closing don't close the door definitively to recasting and still tell this story. Well, let's be real. They can open it up in five years and say, hey, new multiverse Black Panther. We recast them. Here we go. Boom. Moving forward. Sure. But that's not what they said. Right. If you just go by what they said and you can always change your mind, of course. But he's like, hey, he's so iconic. We're not going to replace him. And not multiverse, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And all as fairness, time though, has gone says, on, we're not going to replace him. Did he say never or did he say we're not going to replace him? Because I'm not sure if he said never. He said, no, he said we're not going to. He said he, he is so iconic in any medium. Let me, now you're going to have to pull up the quote. But okay. the initial quote was definitive. And the way Jammer um, just explained the, how this movie is so unique. I'm like, oh, so this is Spider Man Far From Home. We're, uh, we're using the movie to mourn a character who died in the last movie. <laughs> What are you talking about? Like the whole morning a character to start your but movie. But that's not I'm the like, main oh, like character from home. of the, that's not the same thing. It's the main that's character a of the movie. MCU. That's a Spider-Man. It's a Spider-Man movie. 
So, you know, what's hard about trying to find stuff on Google is whenever you try and look something up, the only thing you get is I the most you recent link, thing. Jonesy. I just, uh, I don't want to try to re uh, read it out loud because um, here, I'll, I've, I've got the quote. I'll just put the quote in the chat for you. There you go. I'm pulling it up. Thank you. There you go. Just no, no, no. Quote. So this is not the quote. That's oh. not the quote. Okay. That is more. Re and that's what I'm saying. It's hard to look stuff up because you find more recent. This is a newer quote. He's saying much too soon. That's not what he first said. Uh, so you guys keep talking. I'll see if I can find this. So go and tell me more about why this is Spider-Man Far From Home. No, I already said why it is. Um, I will say my give my opinions on the trailer. I, I, I It made me excited. I honestly wasn't excited for this at all on the fact that it was Marvel before this trailer. You didn't like the, the, the initial teaser? I mean, it's... Black Panther isn't even particularly my favorite. Like I really enjoyed the movie, but it's not one that like stands out. It's like I can't wait to see a sequel to it. I think Black um, Panther especially so since unique. they don't have T'Challa, so it's like, oh, it's not really Black Panther, then is it? It's Wakanda forever. Um, well, Black Panther was so unique for me because it was like the one Marvel movie where I was just like, yeah. Once it came out, I was stoked oh, no, everything, on it. Everything around him was more interesting than Black Panther. And I feel like this is the only movie where you could have had this. Like, you're not going to have Iron Man 2 being about how Tony Stark died and Rhodey is taking over. You're not going to have... Armor Wars. <sighs> but that's after, like, several movies, though. That's different. That's not the second movie. And the thing is that it's, it's not the world. It's just a character picking it up. They're not sort of steeping in the culture of a specific world. It's like a very different thing. Okay. Anyways, continue with the trailer. Can I finish? Can I finish? And no, I'm just kidding. Go quote South Park. Um, ah, I, I, it actually got me interested. I mean, I was already interested. It's Marvel, but like, I, I dug the trailer. Didn't feel any emotion. Nothing like emotionally, but I thought it was really cool to see more of. I'm just gonna call him Namer for now, because that's <laughs> how I've heard it pronounced. But uh, me and Namor. But uh, I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> I like the. I don't. You know, they're obviously they're doing one of those. It's a little risky because I kind of hate the genre where it looks like it's going to be Batman v Superman or Godzilla versus Kong, and there's going to be someone worse that we don't see in the trailers, and they're going to be like, "Oh, we have to join like sides to the fight." It looks like in the trailer, the colonists or something, you know. And it's, so it's just like that's going to be tiring. But overall, seeing especially with um. Ryan Coogler's expertise in showing us a new culture. It'll be really interesting to see his version of Atlantis. I guess they don't call it Atlantis in the MCU, but it normally is Atlantis. We'll find out, yeah. And yeah, my sure. other question is, so he's a mutant. So does that mean yes. that all the people are mutant? That's why they live underwater, or he has different no, abilities than his people? Him. He's so why is, it's a special so, flower. So they can still up. all live underwater without being mutants. <laughs> yes, but yeah. he's, he's the wings Atlantean. on his feet or something. Yeah, yeah, he's oh. half Atlantean. Oh, God, Nick, make him he's half Aquaman. Half. He's yeah, Aquaman. he's he's Aquaman. He is one of the character that came first in that one, though. And more is a World War II character. Sure, I got the quote. So, Jammer, listen up. So listen. you're a writer. You're you're a writer. Check this out. Listen. His portrayal of T'Challa, the Black Panther, is iconic and transcends any iteration of the character in any other medium from Mar Marvel's past. And it is for that reason we will not recast the character. Period. I'm adding the period for emphasis. However, to honor his legacy that Chad helped us build through his portrayal of the King of Wakanda, we want to continue to explore the world 
and all the rich and varied characters introduced in the film. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't mean that they can't change their minds later. What I'm saying is that his initial statement was definitive. It was definitive in that we will not recast him. Agreed. They didn't. They made a movie. They did not recast him. They'll probably make a few more movies without having recast him, and then they could recast him later. Especially yeah, like saying, the more recent comment would be yes. like the more so applicable. But yeah. I feel like the second statement is more of a closer to a walk back hmm. than it, anything else, right? He's not saying in the first statement it's too soon or anything. Like he's like, we will not. That is different than saying it is too soon. I'm not going to fuck you. It's too soon. Those are different statements, right? You like you, if you met a woman in a bar, you would understand the difference between those two statements. You're not getting any. That is an interesting, uh, interesting comparison. I I have to put it in terms you would understand. Like, yeah, it's not a movie. I appreciate it. You're not having sex. You're going home alone. Does that mean never though? It was too soon. We're not having sex. We're not having sex. It's too soon. But she it's says, too hey, soon. He said, "We're it's not too sex. soon." Oh my it's god! Can you stop soon. saying that? I am gonna kill you. No, no, no. Stop I was saying gonna, that. I was gonna put, it's too soon. Doesn't mean never. You're not we're not to going to have sex again. This entire we're not going podcast. to have sex. Means we're not having sex. It can be interpreted as tonight, though. Should be like, are we gonna go back to my place? Like, we're not having sex. Could mean Jim, never. You're a rapist. Could Respect women. Respect women. What? dare you don't do that come on yeah so i i take without knowing him right without being in the room without having any follow-up questions that first statement is defended the second one is not so so i what was the point of this conversation i forgot um the point i was trying to make was that they could have told this same story and recast him later without seeming like they were definitively closing the oh, door. Oh, so you're not, you're, you're, okay, I got it. You're saying that they should have said, well, it's too soon initially, and then done this movie. Yeah. My point, my, my, so what I, my, what I was saying is that if they, they were going to recast him, they would have recast him right away for this next movie, but they didn't. They decided to go forward with this one, and then later on the line, we'll get some other iteration, I'm sure. Maybe. We'll see. I, I think it was very much their intention in the beginning to not recast him at all. I take him at his word in this first statement that they weren't going to. And I think hearts and minds have changed, softened feel like over the years. He, he kind of said it wrong. You should have been out of respect, not because it's such an iconic performance. Because it's like, oh, it's iconic, huh? You're never going to recast uh, Wolverine. You're never going to recast Tony Stark. It's like, yes, of course you're fucking going to. You want the money. <laughs> It's not about being iconic. It's about being respectful to the actor. Well, he did say to honor the legacy that helped us build through his portrayal of the character. Mm-hmm. So, literally, oh. anyway, we we've we've spent a lot of time, a lot of jammers' tears. We've on spent this. a lot of time not uh, not talking about the trailer and just talking about a tangential topic. That's right. Um, Whether or not we're gonna have sex tonight. Namor is looking good. Too soon. Um, yeah. Too too soon for Namor sex or too soon to move on or 
it's no. just too soon. Too soon. Too, too soon to soon. recast. Too Neymar soon. does look cool. He does with his little Hermes slippers. Are those slippers? I thought those were just his feet. I think it's feet. Those those shoes. Oh, is it his feet? It's just his feet. Just his feet. Yeah. They that yelled at us yeah. on Daily Cogs for not on Daily Cog for not knowing that they weren't. Like I remembered the wings on on mm-hmm. his feet, but I always remember he also had like some wraps or sandals, like so- something on his yeah. feet as well. So, and he's not that big of a character. He is a big character, but he's not used as much. That's what I meant yeah. to say. He's not used as as much. So, we knew about the mutant thing and 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 all of that, but we were like, does does he actually fly? I couldn't yeah, ever remember. Those are some powerful. I hate wings. when people do that. People are like, <laughs> how could you not know? It's like because we haven't seen this motherfucker on screen like ever, exactly. except in a cartoon. Calm down. Exactly. Calm down. Those are some awesome so, wings, though. Little tiny wings that much can just make you fly like upright, like Iron Man. Someone sounds like a very like a gatekeeping conversation. Like, do you, do you even read Marvel comics? No. <laughs> yeah, it does. Someone. Uh, to to jammers uh um uh personal i i don't know how to phrase this but because these uh hispanic character character jammers someone said that the wings look to be uh utilizing um the importance of hummingbird uh, either to a particular aztec deity or uh culture in general uh but they they mentioned in our comments that uh that that seems to be uh, a potential a potential through line for the for the wings in this version of the character, so I think that's kind of I think that's kind of cool. They're going real deep into yeah. that uh, that uh, that area's uh, lore and culture. So, Jammer, yeah, what I'd like cool, you to do is move the, the mic character. very close to your face right now, and then speak for all Latino people. How do you all feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> We're the Latino no. people. <laughs> well, I think it's cool because, like, isn't the character kind of more Southeast Asian inspired in the in the comics? And the fact that they're kind of like, hey, let's just go ahead and make Latinos. Like, they haven't had one yet. Go ahead and give them one. You know, the closest thing they had was Falcon. And that guy didn't, he, he just, he just didn't even wear the wings yet. And I didn't really like him that much. He didn't really do much. He got, he got knocked out by one of those extremist people. Except not extremists, the other one. The, the super soldier brigade. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> whatever you want to call them. So yeah, we got one, which is great. I'll take him. But yeah, as Whereas far like as, Star like, Wars, every other character now. <laughs> As far as the cultural <laughs> aspects, uh, you know, I can't speak to like knowing how wings on feet relates to anything Latino. Um, but you know, that's my ignorance. No, I just meant that the fact that they're going that deep into a culture that hasn't gotten that treatment on on screen mm-hmm. very much. That that's all. True. Not not just how much do you know about it or anything like that. But all right. No, no. But the thing is, I don't, I'm not familiar of any aspect yeah. of. Yeah, you know, Aztec culture that has that, but I mean, I don't know that much about it. Yeah, frankly, interesting. Um, you guys ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Did you? Would you do like uh, Ironheart at all? Anyone? Oh, Anyone that was awesome! Ironheart? I forgot that Ironheart was in it. Now Ironheart's yeah. awesome, awesome possum. Yeah, yeah I think it's like good. she's having fun. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how they build out this character. I, I like the relationship they seem to be building with the Wakandans. Um, I think I'm more interested in that than seeing her in the suit. Um, I don't know why. I, I think I just like relationships. Because we've seen we've seen characters in suits before. It's like it's all yeah. about the human underneath it. Yeah. You know, You're right. that's what made Tony Stark so interesting. And that's hopefully what makes her so interesting. Um, but I like just how epic this feels because it's not just mm-hmm. Batman v Superman. It's culture versus culture. It's like legitimate epic war type yeah. thing and i'm just excited because 
we've had so many of these movies recently where they're kind of they're jokey and low lower stakes and this one just feels like okay we're bringing it back to you know end game status quality in terms of the stakes and um what's on the line and everything so it's just like i'm i'm ready for that um it's funny there's this youtuber and i forget his name man carrying thing i think is his name <clears throat> and i forget that wrong i apologize he does these little short skits and he does his whole like little 30 second sketch where he talks about and you know it was doing a marvel studios presentation and this is uh the next one is going to be the jokey one that people don't care about and this next one's going to be it's going to be fine it's going to be fine and this is one here's the one that actually people are excited about and then like kind of just going through that like that and i thought that was pretty spot on and i feel like that is what this is for me is like the one i'm genuinely excited about and i hope it's good ryan coogler marvel studios Please don't let me down. I love when you said that no one really cares about Batman v Superman. And it's like, no one would have said that before 2016. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You said said this is bigger than Batman v Superman. You just said that. You're like, this is more epic as far as warring tribes and stuff. This is what my point is that it's instead of it's it's like people versus people. It's not person versus person. Okay. That's what I was saying. I was, I don't know. I mean, I guess the important question is, do they bleed? That's what matters. That's well, what something's I know. bleeding. <laughs> something's really certainly bleeding. Whatever the line was. <laughs> this is the Moving show. on. Do we yeah, got we on. got this? We got more show. We got more trailers. All right, we let's, do it. It. let's do it. Moving. We're doing. We beat the Black Panther to death. We're moving on to Mario. Let's bring him to life. Uh, there Ooh. are some who are up fucking set. So we got the really? trailer. For, who, buddy? I knew it was gonna who? break the internet. Who, and buddy? Was, angry way i mean i have a theory before about it this. came out i have, I have theories theory too i'm so excited me, to talk about this. let me let me set up let me set it up first so we got uh we got the first trailer for this we've got a trailer uh, the super mario brothers movie this is a film uh that is coming out to stars chris pratt and jack black and uh, apparently people are really upset oh, i'm sorry let me go through the rest of the class cast because this, this is a, a, a huge epic cast we got charlie day as luigi anna taylor joy as princess peach seth rogan as donkey kong jack black as bowser keegan michael key as toad fred armison as cranky kong and sebastian <laughs> Maniscalco <laughs> as spike like they just they went super deep uh with this character who the hell roster. is spike is that the the one of the the koopa ling people i think so Hold on. Yeah, I, I think he's Spike one is. of the. Yeah, he's one of the not, kids the, or he's something. Actually, he's, he's actually not a kid. That's actually was an American construct. He is just an underling of King Koopa. Um, he is just a um a green toad like character. He's like an underling. Throw spikes. Okay, he just does stuff. Um, what was I going to say? So huge cast for this. The trailer, in terms of animation, to me looks fantastic um i like kiss i can't i'd be hard pressed to think of a a a cg animated movie in the style that was better like they they really went all for it on this and so in from that respect i am impressed i thought chris pratt's voice is fine jack black's voice though was like i loved it not immediately recognizable to me as being jack black um Mm -hmm. but also perfect as bowser for what we heard um but jammer to your question and maybe this is just cherry picked i don't know and this is from variety so they gathered a bunch of tweets and people are saying that um 
the way he said it's one person on Twitter is like, Hey, I showed this to my kids and they laughed and thought it was terrible. Um, someone else you can tell Jack Black put a ton of love and heart in his Bowser voice while Chris Pratt just uh spoke. Kind of weird, but the visuals are absolutely fucking stellar, blah, blah blah. Holy shit, it's just Chris Pratt's voice. Um, me listening to Chris Pratt coming out of Mario's voice, and it's a sad picture. So, like, people aren't happy about it. And let me let me toss out my theory about this. I'm curious what you guys will think about this. Um, no one goes to see Chris Pratt movies right i don't i go see marvel movies that have chris pratt in them or i go see jurassic movies. park movies i go see <laughs> jurassic park movies that have chris pratt in them passengers never fucking watched it um there's uh the terminal list on amazon i only watched the first couple episodes because my mom was like it's really good i watched the first couple episodes never finished it i am not a chris pratt fan and it's very interesting that hollywood keeps like hey you you like Indiana Jones, right? You want to see new Indiana Jones? It, it could be this guy. You want it to be this guy? I'm like, no, fuck off. I don't. No, I don't want that. But it's it's fascinating to me that they keep putting him in front of me, and to me, it, it hasn't taken. And it seems like this reaction is that. And so I'm curious what you guys think of a the trailer and b this kind of backlash to Chris Pratt. Do you mind if uh, if I jump in to help you hand that off to Nick directly with this voice thing from something he said to us? I don't even think it made it onto our Marvel we multi. I think it was after. We were talking about what will the voice sound like? Because honestly, no one would go watch 90 minutes of it's a me, Lita Go. And even if they added losing their shit over right, it, but they would lose it would it would sound so awful. <clears throat> whether you kept it to minimal lines or you wrote out a whole script of that style of, of speech uh nix said what if he just does the bob hoskins thing and, and makes him a new yorker and i was like holy crap you're, you're right i never even i never even it. thought of that and they they did it nick so good call and with yeah. that context guys go nick I mean, so that's what they yeah, did for the cartoon right so as well oh, yeah. yeah do the so Mario. I wanna, yeah i want to dig more into you. that because <laughs> from side to side yeah um, <laughs> but yeah so essentially here we have uh uh, well, I do. I do understand the criticism of Chris Pratt's voice, though, because in, but here's I have a rebuttal against that. So in it, he kind of goes, "Mushroom Kingdom, here we come." That's he does. He delivered it kind of like that. It's not really. <clears throat> it didn't. It felt like he had a phoned in that line. Though, let me remind you that the first line we heard from Tom Holland was, "Hey, everyone," and it was just like out of place. It didn't work because it wasn't from the position that he was in. It felt wrong. I'm imagining it's like that in this. <clears throat> Second, what I think is interesting is I think going back to the, you know, the do the Mario thing, is anyone else getting some real portal fantasy vibes from this one? And if so, and what I mean by that is someone being teleported from one world to another. Yeah. And if so, Isekai. where is he being teleported from? Is he being New teleported York. from live action New York or cartoon no, that'd be interesting because that's like that's in the dna of like the old mario cartoon like the mario super mario super show are they going yeah. that deep is it going to be more of like a new donk city thing what's it going to be that's I a don't big know. big brain janet right there <clears throat> yeah i like that yeah i just know that everyone was pissed when he was cast and it's like well, well yeah, what is he going to do with his voice he's not going to do much they don't even want him to do much they want they think like Jones said, they, they think Chris Pratt's a star. They they cast Chris Pratt 
because Chris Pratt wasn't he cast as Garfield the same month as Mario? I think that was a joke. Yeah. Oh no, that was real. No, no the, the other ones no, were jokes. Were... Yeah, <laughs> there was one. That was it's a just joke, yeah, he's the voice actor of the moment. So <clears throat> I don't know. The animation, like I said, is gorgeous. It looks exactly like the games while also being like upgraded. Like nothing, the aesthetic feels perfect, and you can actually see the the hairs of his mustache. Isn't so. it sad that th- these are the best graphics Mario has ever had? <laughs> like even, Odyssey even his own great. fucking console. Odyssey huh? looks great. Odyssey looks better awesome. than this. Doesn't look better than this. It, it's uh, different. It looks like Odyssey in in Unreal Five by a fan. That's what it yeah. looks like. It looks good. It looks good. It looks good. <laughs> what do you mean the game? The movie's always gonna look better because. Whoa. You because it is pre-rendered. It's not rendering as you play. I mean, it is a general joke about just the low power nature of every Nintendo console as compared to everything else around it. But he's also always a cartoon character. Like, you can't do something like Link where like he's cell shaded this time. He's realistic this time. He's, he's always yeah. going to look the same. Why can't oh, you? Like Mario. You What's just, Paper Mario? What's Paper Mario? Mario? What's Paper Mario? Paper Mario, yeah. Well, I mean, but you'd never see like I'm not talking about Mario. 2D versus 3D. So you want like some angsty adult, like pudgy Italian who looks who's trying to be more photorealistic than like what? Link, where they're like, let's make it what look more happening? human. Did you have a stroke? I don't understand what you're trying to no. say. I'm not talking about different style. I'm like, like Link you? is you said self-shaded. like an ocarina of time. They're going for a realistic look, not like a, Mario's always a hand-drawn looking cartoon character. You would never make him give him a realistic human Mario's body 64. like Blake has. Okay, so what is that? Oh, gotcha. So, so you're saying you would never make Mario look like you or me. Hyper-realistic, yeah. yeah. Hyper-realistic, yeah. okay. Which they go for, they choose that style in Zelda sometimes. I mean, the graphics aren't okay. there, but they choose that style half the time for Zelda. So that's not what I'm talking about in terms of how good this looks versus the games. Like the, in terms of color, in terms of just the way it moves and the way it looks like this looks better than every Mario game I've ever seen. The textures, te- yeah. texture on the mushrooms alone and any anyone that's ever even looked into 3D uh, uh, work, uh, whether it's animation or, or modeling. I mean, textures are in these incredibly detailed yeah. things that, that take yeah. a lot to make, but you can only the make them look so better. big <sighs> and to spread that out over something like that is is it looks gorgeous. Yeah. You're, you're conflating cut- when I say graphical um, impressiveness with realism. I'm not saying. No, no, I'm realism. just saying I agree with that. But like, the, that's why they sell half these video games with pre-rendered videos. We're like, this is not actual gameplay because the pre-rendered videos always look better than the gameplay. Like, I feel like they're allegedly moving away from that more and more. Allegedly. You see, like, this is in-game <laughs> engine, right? Is what you see more and more. It's usually the second trailer, but I get you. Yeah. I, I get your yeah. point. Um, I don't understand what the point was, though. I get what you're indeed. saying. I don't understand indeed, the application. Point. I understand I get, the no, that are coming out of your mind. Someone said, I saying. can't believe this looks better than the games. And it's like, of course it does. It's a pre-rendered no, no. That's film. not what I said. What I said was, it looks better here than any of his games ever do. And really, it is, it is just a joke about the low-power nature of every Nintendo console. It is joke. Move the fuck on. So, um, <clears throat> anything else about this trailer? I'm trying to think here. Nine. I think it looks. I'm excited. Uh, I so it, we're we're sure it is 
a Brooklyn accent or a New York accent, right? Definitely sounds like a New York accent. Yeah. Not an extreme one, like but yeah, but like it's definitely that's that's the tweak he did on the voice. Not an Italian accent, like a New York accent. So anyone else anyone sad about that? I'm actually don't care. No, uh, yeah, I, I don't think care. it's a good idea. I think I, it's the best route to go. Ab- absolutely. Like I said, no one would listen to <clears throat> ninety minutes of what you think about uh when you think Mario and then there's the precedence, like you pointed out, the old uh live action cartoon mix and the uh live action film and they I mean yeah. like they had the second most impossible job the most impossible job would be giving link a voice because he's never supposed to talk like he doesn't even he makes grunts excuse me princess so that would piss off the he internet more talk. yeah exactly that's what we're talking about go to the cdi projects oh man or way worse oh man you guys remember that um, captain and captain yeah. N and all the oh god way back on. machine um ah. one other thing i was going to mention here having to do with this what was it uh it was, it was something i wanted to talk about the hell was it i'm gonna zoom through the trailer really quick and talk while you're trying to figure that out i'm more upset that we didn't get to hear luigi's voice really i know i really charlie day doesn't have to do anything with his voice he doesn't yeah. even have to put on an italian like, I mean, not Italian, New York accent. He's just Luigi. Like, <laughs> I really, at the final scene is of Luigi, and I really wanted to hear just one, like, give me a line. With Charlie Day, just, or just, you know. Like, <laughs> that was, that was Yoshi. No, Luigi always makes that noise when he gets burned. I swear to God, if they don't have Yoshi, it will probably uh, destroy my son. They've got to have Yoshi. They will. They have, they have to give him a voice. Him. Yeah. He's got to be. Maybe they're saving it for the sequel. If they, for yeah, the trailer. For the, or for the post credit scene. Yeah, he's the tails. He's the tails of this movie. Exactly. I'm sure he'll uh, be a big part of it. It's just they don't, he's not a voice actor, so he yeah, hasn't been announced. Lucas, Lucas loves Yoshi. It's his it's his absolute favorite. But uh it is I'm hoping we get some of the Bowser kids so we can get those uh those musician references like Iggy. Mm-hmm. Iggy Pop. <laughs> yeah, anyways. So as Bowser far Jr. as the... here's the post credit scene. So one thing I think I, a lot of people are also impressed because I think they associate illumination with cheap animation, which yeah <clears throat> I get, but I don't. Do they? So here's the thing. Yes. Well, here's the thing. They make mid-budget animated movies. Their movies generally cost $80 million or less. But apparently if you, and, and people associate that really negatively. Like I saw so many comments being like, I'm surprised it's illumination. I'm like, their stuff doesn't look bad. It's right. stylized so that it doesn't need to be, you know, a $200 million movie. Mm. <clears throat> and I actually really respect Illumination. I don't like most of their movies, but I appreciate and respect how they're able to effectively spend money on a budget, on a concept that's going to have mass appeal and ultimately be fine. You know, like I saw Secret Life of Pets. I was like, well, that was fine. I didn't like it, but, you know, I'm sure people will. Like, I could see other people liking it. Do you like saying? I love sing. Okay, thank you. I, That's man, the one I like. I had to fuck you in the chamber if you said you didn't like sing, but good on you. <laughs> no, good I love sing, and I, I really like the sequel too. Not as much as the first one, but I like both of those movies. Yeah, they're still fun. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, but I had I think because I like sing, uh, I had relatively high expectations. I'm like, these are really smart business people. They know where to put their money, and they would be smart to know to put their money in a fucking Mario project if they need to. They're, they're wise enough to know that, yes, Mario will sell, but also fans are picky as fuck. They saw what happened to Sonic and knew that they probably need to put their best foot forward, and I think they really did. It's not surprising to me 
<laughs> because I know that there's smart people working over there. Um, but I think they really do a good job of this is going to be something that's going to appeal to Mario fans and, of course, to kids. With yeah. the prediction, there will be like Sonic Gate just with fans bitching about the voice for the next like. I year, wondered about yeah, that. Yeah, but, the, but the difference is they're not going to change it. That's the no, Mario's so. not going to be. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Nintendo and Lunation are going to be so, like, fuck yourself. <laughs> here's the thing also. So I thought about that too. And I think there is a chance. So if the second trailer comes out and they hear Mario's voice and there's outrage, I could see them finding a way to fix it. This there, there is a precedent on some level for this, not as extensive, but first of all, voice acting, you could voice act a whole movie in three days. Sure. A handful of days. It doesn't take long. So it could be done. They did this with Yorick Bernison in the Golden Compass movie, which was originally played by Nonso Anosi. Mm-hmm. And the last minute, they're like, we need to make sure that this movie does well. We're going to replace him with Ian McKellen last minute. So they replaced his voice with Ian McKellen at the last minute. Is York the bear? Yeah. You know how hard that actually is to do, though? <clears throat> I didn't I say it was easy. Less, I just said it could be done. With CGI, because then I guess it's less hard with CGI because uh, Mark Hamill replaced. Can't remember who he replaced in a uh, Batman the animated series. Tim Curry. Um yeah. And so back then, since it was already animated and it wasn't <clears throat> CGI, he had to all of his lines, including his laugh, he had to match to what was already animated. Anime anime uh, actors are doing that already with anime, so it's not. And it sounds silly. <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen the good anime dub, apparently. Yeah. You what? What are you talking about, Nick? You watch Summer Wars, the the movie that you say has a lot of adult aspects to it, which I don't understand. Whatever. You know my <laughs> opinion on anime. Not changing. Let's move on. Are we moving on? Are we ready to move on? Let's move on. All right, oh, moving Mario. on. What we got next? We got Violence Night, which I feel like we're we're barreling towards here. Uh, so we've got a trailer with who's that one guy from the thing? I, like, I, thank you. Somebody else do this because I I just watched this because I forgot. Okay, what we were, so you do here... it's Die Hard <laughs> okay. with Santa Claus. Yes, okay. yes. It's funny because we watched this. I actually ended up watching this. I knew this was on the list to watch for today, but last night before going to bed, because I was going to watch it this morning. It came up as an ad, and I was like, oh, we might as well watch it before our YouTube video. And I was with Kirsten, and legitimately halfway through the trailer, she was just like, someone just said, I really, I want to make an actual Die Hard Christmas movie and made this movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly it. Somebody Um, was like, throw something against the wall. I'm so sick of this fucking debate. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, So it it looks, so here you have Violent Night, you have a, a violent Santa Claus who, and I actually think they, they really did a good job of threading the needle because I thought it would be like, oh, Santa Claus is going to fuck you up, which he is, but he also kind of has that. He's still Santa Claus. I'm he's there to help like, you, kid. Like it's another a line of the, mic, the walkie-talkie. Yeah. So like, you know, he's still, in theory, a good person. And it seems like the John Leguizamo's crew are Luigi, the ones that are right? like the true <laughs> villains. Yeah, Luigi, right? There's your connection. I want David Harbour to play Mario now. Um, <laughs> that would have to be, be live action. No. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just think they did a really good job because I was expecting full-on pulpy ridiculousness, but this one kind of has a, a somewhat wholesome feel to it and an extra air quality that I wasn't expecting from a fucking movie called Violent Night. So it exceeded my expectations and I'm pretty excited to see this could be a lot of fun. 
I thought it was gonna be a horror movie, having only seen the poster, and I'm like, great. Yeah, no, they're I like, can see that too. Slash them. I'm Santa Claus. I'm gonna kill people on Christmas. And I saw the trailer. And I'm like, hell yeah! And I watched the trailer like three more times because <laughs> he has like a he he breaks the fourth wall in a scene unless they just cut it weird, where he like puts the grenade down the guy's pants and the guy's like, I can't find it. I can't find it. And he like looks at the screen. He's like, Am I gonna watch? It's like, Yeah, I'm gonna watch. And he like turns around and watches the guy explode. And yeah, I feel like it has more heart than you would expect for a movie like this because they keep that exact diehard ism of him being on the microphone with the kid where he's like yeah kid you're on my nice list i'm gonna come save you like rather than and of course uh, we watched a great movie that was similar to this was that last year or two years ago bad man last year last year so i'm a hunger for more uh badass santa claus Yeah, it's kind of weird this feels like that the wider slash armageddon deep impact situation where Studio like execs are having movies? No, more like studio execs sitting in like a restaurant, you know, adjacent to each other, having the same idea, and whoever goes out and makes the movie first. Like it, it, it is strange to me that we got two of these one year, one after the other. This is the bigger one, though. I mean, I is it? That one was bare. That one. I don't know. Did that one even have a theatrical release? Didn't we I just mean, get it, it on? Did anything have a theatrical release? It was a COVID thing. That's so, true. It's it's hard to really. I can't. I still can't even look at box office numbers and know if anything is is back to normal just yet. I guess I think it is, but I'm not mentally there. The new normal. Yeah. Where yeah. sixty uh sixty five percent to seventy percent drops are not uncommon. Everything is heavily front loaded, so you gotta. But all the articles will make it seem like it is. They they still and all the do, fans will make it seem except, like it is. Except for the daily cup of genre where we do the <laughs> the movie numbers every every Monday here on the Genreverse Podcast Network. Nice. You know what I thought you were gonna say is everyone with their sixty five inch screens just stays home and watches stuff. That's what I thought you were gonna say. Um I feel like over COVID, the people with the means were just like, you know what, I'm just gonna build out a home theater because I'm tired of this shit. Well, I, I did the opposite. I I'm was all about home theater and then i spent two years cooped up and i was like get me out of here i want to go to the theater <clears throat> and so that's what i did i go to no. theaters as much you as possible now became mario, so I, then you're I like, became mario i moved <laughs> from that's gonna be me when mario comes germany. out mushroom kingdom here we come <laughs> i moved from germany to virginia and it broke my tv so that day i went out i bought a new tv I bought a sound bar and I bought a bass to go with it just so I could have a home theater and not have to worry about going out. Also, I was angry. And I get your point, like, but at the same time for me, <laughs> the home experience still, no matter how good your setup is, is not going to prevent distractions from popping in constantly. Listen, it's not going to prevent me from looking at my phone constantly. Me having that undivided attention in a theater is very very important to the experience for me priceless it depends on what movie it is so there are two things one depends what movie it is right there are some things that i can i can dual i can split my attention and it it doesn't detract from my experience that said i think I, i don't remember if i talked to you guys about this on the show or not i do remember danny reacting to it so maybe when i went to see black phone everybody was on their fucking phones like everybody around me was on their phones bleeping and blooping. I could hear everything from their phones. And so I would almost rather be at home doing that myself rather than going out to the theater and the potential getting into an ugly confrontation. I'm like, Hey, do you mind shutting up? Hey, fuck you. Like, oh. 
<laughs> so I hear I mean, what I'm you're sp- saying. I would rather be at home. I'm spoiled because I mean, like, not to be like, oh, Elm Draft House, but Elm Draft House is not really mm-hmm. a problem usually. The biggest distraction are the waiters and waitresses going back and forth between, but it's not a huge. Especially when they go too fast and they spill it all over somebody. That happens like every other movie I go to. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm good. Uh, What the hell? Colorado's amazing. Movie theaters. Good. Fuck you. That's how it starts. Jones is part of the problem. (laughs) By the way, I wasn't going to poop. I uh, grabbed a drink. Oh, don't worry. No one else. No one thought that. Nick. Yeah, we know we know when you fart, that's when you're going to shit. Like we <laughs> there's a precedent. We were playing D last weekend and Nick kept farting. And we're like, stop it. He's like, I can't, I can't stop it. You can't stop it. It's like, yes, you can. It's a bodily function. You'll explode. Yeah, but you could go to the bathroom and let it out there so it doesn't freaking stink. I thought you were gonna say it was like your your power. Like it's on it's on my chart, it's on my D D chart. <laughs> like that one character from Mystery Men whose superpower was farting. Yeah. <laughs> what, kind of ahead of its time. what kind of character perk would that be? Um, do we have another trailer? Do we have, do we have another thing? No, we're done. we're done. We're done with trailers. There was like News. a silly clip from something that I was like, oh, good. They gave us a clip from a movie I haven't heard of. That's entirely exposition. Okay. Uh, the Bercolis hate old people. So <laughs> if you were interested in anyone like uh, Tom Hardy or Dries Elba as James Bond, you're out of luck. So what I found funny about this, the, the mirror man, British people are fucking savage. They're like, hey, um, Barbara Bricoli said this um, or one of the producers talked about um, who they wanted as James Bond. So. Uh, where did it go? Michael G. Wilson, one of the producers, we've tried looking at younger people in the past, but trying to visualize it doesn't work. Remember, Bond's already a veteran. He's yeah, like someone... But they won't do a 20-year-old. You going to interrupt me during the quote? Yeah. All right. <laughs> He's had some experience. He's a person who has been through the wars, so to speak. He's probably been an SAS or something. He isn't some kid out of high school that you can bring in and start off. That's why it works for a 30-something. Um, and so... People took that quote to mean that they were uh, excising any of the older folks. So, like again, uh, Henry Cavill or Teresa. But the reason why I say that British people are savage is because within the article, they're like Barbara Bricoli, sixty-two. <laughs> like, why does it matter how? Why does it matter how old the producer is? It, I guess it's just an extra fuck you. Like, anyway. It's like want to be young person, sixty-two. Well, I get what they mean yeah. because isn't part of the quote also we want we need someone to play him for ten years. Which is basically what Craig. I mean, did. they're they're trying to thread a needle where it's like they they need someone who's aged enough to have had to experience. be a veteran to have world weary to be world weary to have enough an experience not to break an ankle. Let me can, can I finish, Nick? Can, can no. I finish? Fuck you. So as part of this, there are some other younger people who are still part of the. Uh, the it sucks that Danny's down here because we could throw these names around and he would be all excited for some of them, maybe. Uh, so Bridgerton, we've got Reggie Sean Page, uh, he's only 34. We've got Richard Madden, he was in the uh, bodyguards, the, the bodyguard was something bodyguard, it was the bodyguard movie, he was, and he was the, also, uh, he know, was also in Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, yeah. <laughs> um, and we've also got um, Henry Cavill, and he's 39, so he's, he's pushing, he's pushing the envelope. I don't we'll like see. that. I didn't realize he was so close to me in age. 
thought he was way older. I thought he was in his forties. You know, you Kyle? sound like you sound like um, what's this? You sound like John Oliver. John Oliver was talking about him and John Cena are the same age. He's like, <laughs> yeah, think about that. <laughs> well, and I feel like in the past they've never ever cast the fan favorite. Like, who was like, the fan favorite before Hugh Pierce Jackman? Was the fan favorite for um, everyone was like Hugh Jackman should play him for a Daniel Craig era and then they cast the guy a blonde haired guy that's only been in like two big movies like one big movie in Layer Cake well, like you they forgot never about go a kid with... in King Arthur's Court he was in a kid in King Arthur's Court <laughs> didn't know I Look just know him from uh, Layer Cake and uh, 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 Munich is like his career before Bond I'm sure there are I other ones Munich. but that's I love Munich too. And he's basically no, James no, no, Bond no, no, in that no. movie. Nope. I was thinking of the wrong movie. Never mind. I don't love Munich. I love Munich. Munich. It has one of the most tense Spielberg scenes, but we're off topic. It's not, like, there's no way it would have ever been Henry Cavill. They never are like, oh, that's the fan favorite. Though I was watching a clip from Toast of London because a lot of people are joking they want Matt Berry as a Bond. And there's a whole segment where he goes out to try out. And like, there's this is a joke where you don't see their faces because they can't afford it. Where he's like, he's waiting in line to be Bond. Like for the edition, they call him up. He's like, "Well, good luck to you, Fastbender." And he's like, you know, goes up the stairs because that's the kind of actor you would pick for Bond. Also, you look at like a, like at least ten years ago, you look at a Michael Fastbender or a. And I feel like oh, the quote God. is mostly a "fuck you" to Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom I think Holland? so too. Oh, Remember, Tom yeah, Holland cause... wants to play Bond, and they're like, "No, <laughs> like we need someone who actually looks isn't like he in a... his thirties." No, he's in his twenties, mid twenties. He, he was no <laughs> like eighteen when he did No Way Home. He's like twenty six ish. I mean, now, original, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Yeah, he still looks too young. You also have to get someone who looks old enough. He's like, like Leo didn't look like an adult until he hit like age forty. I feel like Tom Holland has that face too. Yeah, twenty six, okay. born in ninety six. Okay, all right, young and young and. Older than I so, thought, honestly. Um, oh, and I'm sorry. The other person I think who got knocked out by this is Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston. He was another. Uh, oh, I like how yeah, you said that. Hiddleston, <clears throat> Tom Hiddleston. Did you mean this? <laughs> I think you were just what we're speaking, and it came out that way. Yeah, that's just the way. I, that's just the way I speak. So, who who do you all want to play Bond? You got, you remember has to be 30s, an actor, British actor in the 30s. Excuse I still me. do yeah, like British Henry actor. Cavill. Lashana Lynch. The oh no, but she couldn't play James Bond. She could play. I'm still on that. I'm still on that shit. I'm still on that shit. I think it's they a weird. Say 007 will return. I don't care. You've got an entire cast and universe already set up, and it's weird to me. Just so like the same way that we're like, oh yeah, just continue on in Wakanda forever in the universe and see what's going on. Same fucking thing. Keep doing it. And that's the other thing I was thinking of last time I discussed Bond with a big Bond fan who I often speak to on Twitter circles, which I didn't know was a speaking app or Twitter spaces or something. We like talk every day. He has, he lives close to a theater in Scotland that shows them all. Like every week they show one of them and then they restart and show them all again. Um, And we were, we both basically both agreed that, yeah, they have to, they have to recast everyone since that world was so like, that was the Daniel Craig era. It had a beginning, a weak middle, and an end. Like, and it was with these characters. You gotta, you gotta recast Q and Money Penny and M because that was like his I mean, group. It's not like the old M's and the old Q's of of old. But it'll be it weird having Skyfall them fall in the middle. That's true. Every other Bond film. 
Yeah, every other he had Bond three. Movie. He had three good movies. And two yeah, bad. Three ones. Out of five. It was really every other. It's like the rule of yeah. Star Treks until they started making good Star Trek movies with JJ. So, mm, oh, that's just what that's just a line from Space. Like they talk about the rule of Star Trek, where it's like every other. No, one no, is good. that's not that's <laughs> not what that phase is for. Is like with JJ, it was like mm. because what were we talking about? Who is cast as what? Are, we were talking about Black Panther, and they were saying, "Well, everybody doesn't know." Da da da. It reminded me of JJ Abrams when mm. he was like, "Oh yeah, that's not Khan." Sure, the fuck is. And well, JJ Abrams is, you know, Mr. Mystery Box. Certifiable what about, I don't know his age, he's plot. So what about Marvel. Benedict Cumberbatch is Bond? It's true. You can't even say his name, he can't be Bond. Benedict Cumbersnatch. Benedict <laughs> yeah. I actually saw a tweet the other day, and they're like, no matter how much you fuck that name up, people will always know who you're talking about because <laughs> they know the, the sound of the name. Be like Bandit Hummer Batch, you know. Anyway, so I have no idea who they're going to cast. Uh, I have no interest because I bet you, as, as Nick said, it's going to be I someone don't, think it's, don't know, or yeah. maybe someone who fucking popped up on Doctor Who in a bit role 10 years ago, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. All I care about is just make good movies, yeah. Like, then picking somebody that Take I want time. is, is secondary to how good is the movie and you know love or hate daniel craig there are people who are like that's my james bond it's like well that doesn't make quantum masala a better movie so fuck off um and you can I, have more than one i think that it, it's just very frustrating where people like they just desperately want their person picked that's not the thing that really matters it's how good is the movie so too bad Simon mm. Pegg is too old. What is wrong with you? How dare you? He's over, over 40. Have you looked at him? Wow. Wow. He doesn't just look like you, a James Bond. Just because you've been running every day. <laughs> no, he doesn't look like a James Bond. Keep getting my notifications. Joke. Jammer's finished oh. a run today. Like, I would have never cast Simon Pegg as James Bond. It was a joke. Oh, I thought you were being serious. No. Next, next thing you're like, hey, can we get Toby Jones to play James Bond, please? If only he was 20 years earlier, he would have been perfect. Wow. Toby Jones wow. actually would be an interesting choice. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> this episode is off the wires. What's next? Uh, let, let's talk about... Uh, <laughs> speaking of Henry Cavill, so we have been hurt mm. before, and it looks like the rumor mill is set to hurt us again. I think... I, We'll see. It'll be fascinating to see how this turns out. So prominent um, rumor person. I don't know. What would you call him? Prominent. <laughs> scooper. Scooper. That's what we'll call him. Scooper. Uh, so a prominent scooper whose name I have lost. Uh, my time to shine. Hello on, on Twitter. My time to see, shine. See, there you go. I wasn't going to remember that. Thanks. Thanks, Kyle. See? Perfect. So my time to shine is of the belief that Henry Cavill is coming back and he's going to come back in a, I mean, the way that it is phrased to me, it sounds like a post credit scene. Um, he's going to go to black Adam and say, Hey, black Adam, we need to talk. Uh, it's about your parents. What happens to my parents? They turn into assholes. I don't know, but that's the way it sounds. And so kids, it's your kids. It's Superboy. It's your kids. Blackie. Don't call him Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you're the one who accidentally said that. <laughs> oh that wasn't an accident oh, um, yeah. marty blackie it's definitely on purpose 
Um, so he, what the other interesting aspect of it was, he said it was going to have um, the John Williams score, which mm, not a fan of that. Like we've seen this before, right? We saw this in um, the Justice League where Junkie XL and Danny Elfman, I'm sorry. That was only Danny the Elfman. bad version. Danny Elfman did League. the bad version. Yeah. No, yeah. So Junkie XL was out for this part of it. Danny Elfman came in and replaced the <clears throat> Superman and Batman music with the old stuff. Only I didn't care seconds. for it. Don't give a fuck. I wasn't for it because those few seconds were, were ones where you didn't get to hear the Hans Zimmer score. Say what you will about which one you like or dislike more. For me, that music fit Cavill well. And for them to take it out and replace it with the John Williams music <laughs> kind of sucks, especially because that version of Superman and Clark Kent, that was Brandon Routh. Yeah. Um, so the sequel to those movies, like if you were, if that was like what you really wanted, you already had it and nobody wanted it. So don't try to read. Don't try and dig that up and reboot that in a new version of Superman. So I'm I'm not for that aspect of it. Um, the suit, I'm kind of indifferent, right? Suits, you can you literally take those on and off, whatever. But we've had conversations about music. Themes matter, right? And so like with the Avengers theme, that matters. And I think with Henry Cavill, um, it is not his fault and it is not the score's fault that people weren't fans of Zack Snyder's take, but I thought it was a superior version of the song that belongs with this actor. That's me. What do you guys think? Um, I was just going to add that it's interesting that Marvel's kind of doing the opposite right now with like, or this week on She-Hulk, they did the Daredevil theme from Netflix for a brief moment. Like they're embracing even though this is a completely different variant, completely non-related, had none of the experiences from the Netflix shows, they still throw in the Daredevil theme that we know from like a decade ago. But otherwise, are we just? Oh, we're talking the uh, we're talking about the appearance though more than the music. Um, and bo- both. Well, I mean, I can't remember a single note of music from any of the Snyder films, but. Like they don't have themes. It's kind of like even yes, less in the do. dark night. They don't have themes. It's like a bunch yes, of loud do. noises. No, they. they we, I no, guess they're right. Batman's like dun 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 dun. dun. That actually dun, is the Batman theme. Dun 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 dun. I'm, I'm talking about Daniel. Dun. I'm talking about. Snyder, no, he's talking about the, the Snyder ones. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the Snyder Batman. Not a. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. The, a Batman has great themes. No, 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 no. But and so before you keep going. That is the same Daredevil. So it, it is appropriate to have the same music. Well, yeah, but then they're doing the X-Men one, for example, which they use that twice. But it's a continuation. You're talking about the cartoon or? Yeah, the, the, the cartoon theme, theme is also theme used in Miss Marvel. And they use oh, okay. Miss Marvel, too. When they say the word <laughs> mutant, it's like. And I joke. I couldn't tell if you were referring to the 97 one. Yeah, the 97 theme. But they they don't just use it to reference him in the yellow chair. They use it on the Miss Marvel show. They go da na 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 na. And I told Kyle, and he hates the idea. The, every time the word mutant is said, oh, is in he the in Miss Marvel? Be like, no. The theme oh. is used for Miss Marvel. I see. They made her That's the first uh, first official and uh, mention of mutant. Let me tell you what I didn't do. Make it to the end of Miss Marvel. 
I know. It's uh, actually a really I good wish. ending. The, the last it? episode's pretty good. I, I liked mean, it. I liked the last I, episode. I didn't like the middle, but the last episodes were good. You let me you know what part I have to get through? The middle. The middle. Yeah. Saggy middle. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Um there'll be an interesting way to bring back Superman, like a tag. But to your to your point. I think the wrong way, but an interesting way. Like, do you think point. that you want to blast it? Like, hey, fans, we're giving you what you want. Now you can talk, Jammer, because I finished my thought. You may not speak. So Hans or Superman for Zack Snyder does have a theme. He has a very prominent theme. It was all over the trailers and very yeah. throughout the films. And it was throughout. Yeah. It showed up in Batman v Superman as well. Just because you don't remember it doesn't mean it doesn't exist and wasn't iconic. That's true. I don't so remember. <laughs> I will say this. That's the only one I remember. I don't remember Aquaman's theme. I remember Wonder, Wonder Woman's theme, but it's a lot of just oh, screaming. Right? I remember hers. Yeah. It's, like, it's not good, but I remember it. <laughs> of all of those <laughs> Kyle themes, killed himself. <laughs> of all of those themes, Superman had the best one. And I think that's part of the yeah. reason why this irritates me so much. Because it, it, it was the best one. It was the most memorable. I mean, but that exists in the movie that doesn't exist like for the... most people. Rather <clears throat> the film Justice League. And that's what I was saying. I, no, uh, Man of Steel. But I don't think that it is, again, not the theme's fault, not the actor's fault that people didn't latch on to that, that film. Hmm. I, uh, I also like the Justice League theme that they used in the four-hour Justice League. Those that Snyder cut. Like that, Gary Clark I definitely Jr. don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's, Gary Clark it's the Jr. one that they used it. They used it Come in two key moments. They used it at um, oh. the moment where Superman showed up. Uh, and he's like not impressed. And then um, they use it again. And when Flash turned back time. Show of hands. Who remembers a single note of that theme except for Jim? I mean, yeah, I do. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Twice. I've only seen it. I've only seen it once. Hold on. I'm watching it now. Hold on. Do you guys Bill talk about this? Okay. You know, I'll say this about music because, uh, um, to the to the point of remembering things. So, I I remember certain standout music more than good music. That's just that's just yeah. that. So I get this a lot watching anime and stuff. I'll, I'll say a soundtrack for, for a particular show was par for course. It was good, you know, and people will act like I'm, I'm missing something. So I know how individuals can get a, attached to things, but it's, I always kind of compare it to uh, uh final fantasy soundtracks. You have something that stands out. You hear something from seven and people recognize it. It's, it's super known. They, they got it that you play something f- from nine. They'll go, that's a final fantasy song, but they, mm. they might not be as, easily able to place it they're they're both great they're done by the same composer even Mm -hmm. it's just certain ones have that that extra thing to them and and that thing might be more prominent to a bigger audience but there's also those small audience that 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 thing was the one it wasn't for most others so gotcha that makes sense Okay, so I'm watching the scenes. I watched the Superman scene. I watched the uh, the Flash scene. The funny thing is, I barely remember them, but I smiled watching the scenes, listening to the music. Um, it's good stuff. It's yeah, good it's, stuff. Like, it's not it's not da, quite as memorable, but it's still good. No. Yeah, it's like I think it's still interesting. Good. Everyone's like, oh. Well, I, think I if love they the Avengers it, music. It's if they use it in the trailers, 
uh, like for the trailers building up to it. Because I think, I don't know who it was who pointed this out, but this was back when themes are coming back. They're becoming more important to movies. There was this whole 15 year period between 2005 to 2020 where it's just like themes, Shmi. We don't need themes. We just need to make good movies. Early Marvel movies for sure. Yeah. At least Iron Man movies, I don't think have a theme. One part of it, they don't. One part of it was that they didn't use any themes in the trailers building up to it so by the time you got it like like indiana jones they had the theme songs in the trailers and star wars mm. they have theme songs in the trailers freaking man of steel they had the theme song in the Obviously, trailers Mission like Impossible. those ones <laughs> yeah they have the theme song in the trailers. so it's like the ones that usually use the theme throughout the marketing and then also in the movie tend to be the ones that we remember because we've seen it a lot more than just watching the movie mm. We've probably yeah. seen the trailer way more times than we've seen. The Themes are designed to build a connection between you and that character in those moments. So, going back to Star Wars, people widely acknowledge the fact that while some of those scenes, those there are scenes in those movies that would have been relatively weak without the music, and so that that is what connects a lot of people to that stuff. It's the earworm that stays in there. Um, yeah. It, just hearing a couple of notes of stuff will just take you back to a moment. And so I, I think it's important. And maybe Warner Brothers and their calculations is like, well, the moments in Man of Steel are not worth remembering. But going to so I'm not point, a... the Batman even used the Batman theme. Yeah, that too. We got it before got, the movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing yeah. also, I think going back to <clears throat> the, the John Williams thing and this X-Men theme, one thing I don't like is intertextuality. When like, so it's like the X-Men theme, it goes da 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 freaking meanwhile, the 10 year old's like, what the fuck is that? And it's just like, what does yeah, it? I was like, oh, you have to remember decades ago, there was this animated series that had a popular theme song or the Daredevil thing. It's like, what am I supposed to know what that is? It's like, yeah, you're supposed to know what it is. It came in a Netflix show when you're too young to watch an R-rated thing that you didn't watch because it wasn't part of the MCU. You're now supposed to have gone to remember that and have associated with that. Well, I don't does think, I don't think he's going to know But it's not for those people. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It's like an Easter egg. My point is, it's away good. From it. 10-year-old's not going to be like, that was a weird cue. They <laughs> might. Like, oh. I would. I would be like, what the fuck was that little cue? Like, that came out of nowhere. It's music. So I was a weird 10-year-old. Yeah. I was it's a weird music. 10-year-old. So there's that. <laughs> no, but I. I don't like the fact that <clears throat> you have to have known something else outside of the thing in order to appreciate the thing. I better much, I very much appreciate it when it's more self-contained, like within the MCU or within this film franchise. Therefore, yeah. that's why I don't want the John Williams score because it's outside of it and it's not within the context of this world that we've established. I, I know agree you all about disagree. The John Williams. Well, I agree about the John Williams score. I wouldn't want to see it in that scene. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it in the Justice League cut, but I still like the Danny Elfman score for like the minute they used it just because I like that score in the Justice League yeah. cut. Did not I, fit at all, but I was like, hey, cool. No, no. And I agree with what Chambers saying, but not his rationale. That's weird. Um, <laughs> you, you guys are, what do you mean? The intertextuality uh aspect of what you're saying i there are things that just aren't for everyone even within a particular movie if the key works then the key works and so there are people who are of a certain age that will hear that and like get very excited and there are people that that will hear it that aren't of that age and just it will pass by and mean nothing let me just say if you're if you're of a certain age chances are you're too old to play james bond that's all I'm saying. That's fine. But last thing, um, I I just think 
I was because I was gonna say there's no way Warner Brothers is that stupid to bring back the Man of Steel. I mean the the no no that immediately thought yes they are they are stupid to use the John Williams yeah for, name for everyone that everyone that can't see this podcast I'm like glaring at Nick like yeah what, just now? well I had this moment I thought process I was like a, a, a millisecond after I thought that I'm like oh wait they are wait a minute. I mean, they're they're stupid enough to apparently bring back Ezra Miller for reshoots for The Flash. Wait, I'm sorry. Before before you move on, damn to it! That, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Do you think this is actually true? Which the oh the John Williams thing, the Superman thing. Period. Yeah, because I wouldn't be surprised. We so there we heard part of this in Shazam, and then also there was the Comic Con like last year, a few months ago, where he was also supposed to be there. <clears throat> And so now again, there's this rumor. I think this is the difference between supposing to be on stage at a convention versus being that was D23, <laughs> not the Comic Con. That was the Marvel no, thing. Where they're like, we're no, gonna walk out Henry Cavill. No, no, he was supposed it to was, be. It was supposed to be Comic Con at at the uh, DC Warner Brothers. Sorry, on... sorry. Can you say it again, Saturday. Kyle, for the Knicks in the back? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was San Diego Comic Con <laughs> 2022 there, but yeah, it's never happened. Yeah, no it just fandom, no fandom, no yeah, no co- Comic Con. Your yeah, so Earth July is left of, unprotected. July of this year. Yeah, that was disappointing. I was really upset by that. Warner Brothers gonna Warner Brothers, I guess. So I'm sorry, no, I trampled Brothers, all over um, Jammer's perfect. Smooth ass segue, Jammer. You want to go ahead and key key that up again? I got the story for you guys. Yeah, so there's some uh, there's some new developments regarding Ezra Miller, though not the kind that you are likely all fearing. Um, Mm -hmm. He did not, I don't know, try to summon the evil demon lord Vecna to take over the city of of Hawkins or whatever. He didn't do some other random thing or make me more concerned about his. his current mental health issues. In fact, it looks like he returned for a day of pickup shots for the Flash movie, um, which is the same Flash movie that we're all like, ooh, is anyone, are they still going to release it? I don't know. Like, can they not release it? I don't know. But this certainly sounds, based on this, that he had a meeting with the folks at Warner Brothers, that the meeting was positive and resulted in him going back into some post-production, or not post-production, um, pickups and all that so my question for you all let's start with nick here do you think this is a good thing and do you think they should be doing this uh i mean it's already built into his contract that's how they reshoots are built and time is built into everyone's contract and if they want to make the movie better why i mean why not like but should they be actively engaging him when well, I mean, so at this point, they'll never cast him in anything else, including a Flash <clears throat> Two. I feel I didn't so, like, think if... he'd be back for, for for reshoots. I thought they were done. They're like, no, we you did your work, you did you fulfilled your Maybe contract, we're done. The reshoot was put there to set up a scene where he gets replaced by another actor. Like we were mm-hmm. just like, what if he woke up after the Flashpoint and he's Grant Gustin or just someone completely different? Like, what if his reshoot without him knowing it was him setting up his replacement? <laughs> There was a recent, actually, I think it was My Time to Shine actually commented on this. Um, he said, Keaton is still the new Batman for the DCU at the end of Flash. The only change they made was adding Cavill. 
Um, and then I think he also mentioned that there were no rewrites to the flash after principal photography, photography completed and no big changes to the story originally scripted. Now, to be clear, this actually was, I can't speak to the veracity of this. This actually came from film flash news, which was retweeted by my time to shine. So I'm guessing that him retweeting it is a, uh, a sign that he agrees with the news, but, and I don't know how, um, how trustworthy he overall is, but that's just something I'm throwing out there. So Jonesy, what are your thoughts? Um, whether or not they should still be engaging with him. I don't, I don't believe in, I don't know what the research were for, so I don't know. And if it turns out that it is a way to have him exit the franchise, yeah, sure. Um, I think at some point we will find out what the reshoots are. Are they just standard run-of-the-mill reshoots? Um, I still think that the studio deserves to release the film that they want to release, even though he is problematic. Um, I would love it if, like Nick said, so the whatever the three music the three note musical cue is from um, back to the future, with the, you know, or whatever it yeah. goes. I would love that if like somebody <laughs> wakes up. Yeah. I want that. Like somebody wakes up and then it's not um, Ezra Miller. It's just, it's someone else as him, just him mucking Hopefully about with time. Austin. Yeah. I mean, whoever, I don't, I don't really care. Um, as long as they don't rape and pillage across the United States and, <laughs> the non-contiguous United States. But I want that music cue. I want that scene. And then I want them to look in a mirror and have a different face and say, oh boy. And then just cut to black. Cut to black. Cut to black. Just like quantum leap. Just like, oh boy. Done. Here we uh, go again. Yeah. I watched that first, by the way, brief segue. I watched that that first episode of Quantum Leap. Not the coming reboot? back for more. Not coming back for more. Nah, Everyone was talking about it on Twitter, and I'm like, "Why is this trending?" And then days later, I saw a commercial for Quantum Leap. I'm like, "Oh, it's not because good. they rebooted it." It's not good, but I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, I, that's those are my thoughts. Until I know what the scenes are, I can't really say. Um, I, yeah, the studio made a contract with him. Reshoots are normal. So yeah, I'm just hoping it is it is an exit to the franchise. What if it's mm -hmm. not? What if they decide um, that hey you've 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 gotten to get the help you need maybe they have had some dealings with whoever they were dealing with and they they settled out of court and things are supposedly amicable do you think they should bother bringing him back no no <clears throat> no I mean, I they, they, he's gotten he's gotten will smith has like harsher punishment than ezra miller oh, yeah. so far so fuck no yeah, Warner Brothers is, I'm sorry, Warner Brothers, <laughs> Apple is sitting on a completed, what they thought was an Oscar contender, Oscar-worthy Will Smith movie. I think it's called Emancipation. They haven't released it because of- They saw a trailer, trailer for it recently though. or something. I think they yeah, are releasing it now. Yeah. I think they are. Yeah. So, but they they had just been sitting on it because of this. Uh, no research required. And they're like, well, I don't know. It's like, it's I don't know, Will Smith, we saw him slap somebody. Slap That's dude. like, you know- that's basically a felony. Like three strikes, you're out, Will Smith. It's Go so to scary. For life. It was so fright frightening to see. I, I to, was terrified. To see someone get slapped. Terrified. <laughs> terrified. Terrified. Do you terrified. know how much danger that puts us as podcasters in? Oh, it could I'd be love us. Love if Will Smith came in the door behind me, just 
punch me in Get the face. Get my name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Get Ezra Miller's name out your fucking mouth. Oh, yeah. the memories. The memories. The memories. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you guys ready to move on? Do we have any more stories to cover? Or we, can we jump into this, this review that we have? Jump haven't... into Hokai Pokemon. There's going to be a new Planet of the Apes movie. Ta da! And it's not called Planet of the Apes. It has an overly long title. There's that new King, story. Kingdom Let's of the Planet on. of the Apes, and it's a uh, continue. It continues off the timeline established by the previous trilogy. Wonder yeah. if Reeves is involved. The end of story. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got. That's the news. You could have just actually uh, skipped it, Nick. I know, yeah, but we got it done why. quick. It's going on longer than I need to now. I don't think. Let's I don't think there's ahead. a point in bringing up a story if we're not going to delve into it. So moving. On. <laughs> so the people on. know. But yeah, let's move on. <laughs> You're right, because we're their number one. So they didn't hear anything about news until they heard about us. Until they heard from us That's a right. week late, on, on many, in many many cases. Hocus Pocus two, a week late. Yes, <laughs> it is a Disney movie that did in fact come out. Uh, we were talking about it as Jammer said a week late. Um, this is a film that stars Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy. I I hope I said her name right. So right. we've got so. okay. Yes. We've got the Sanderson sisters, Sanderson sisters back uh, from their 1993 classic film of the same name, just without a number two in it. Um, I, don't know. I feel like people need to know these things. And <laughs> they've been brought back similar style, Black Candle. I think we should do this the way that we did last week. Last week was a bad movie, but I think going forward, do you recommend the movie? And then we'll get into spoilers, right? Yeah, I that agree. Work? Do you want to do you want to do the the, ho- the focus? Do you want to do the Rotten Tomatoes thing first? Yes. So right now this film sits at a surprising. It's like a sixty something percent. Uh, I exited out of the screen. I think it's fifty something percent now. Is it? Oh my god! <clears throat> oh, oh, terrible. No, sixty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sixty two percent from the critics and a fifty four percent from the audience. Oh, that's more Every- surprising. Yes, oh, really? shockingly, everyone is wrong. But we'll, let's find out why in a second. Um, Jammer, would you recommend this film for folks? Absolutely. Yep. I think it's a lot of fun. I think if you like cozy fall movies, I think if you enjoyed the first one or if you have kids, definitely check it out. Nick Doll. It's a harder question for me to answer because I haven't seen the first one. So, I, so irrelevant. You? Uh, no, I would not recommend someone who hasn't seen the first one. That's not the question. No, I would not recommend it. There we, there we go. All right, and I would recommend it regardless of whether or not you've seen the first one. All right, so we are about to talk about the film. This is your only spoiler warning that you're going to get. Let's do it. So it has been 29 years since someone lit the black flame candle and resurrected 17th century sisters, and they are looking for revenge. Now it's up to three high school students to stop the ravenous witches from wreaking havoc on Salem before dawn on All Hallows' Eve. This film was directed by Anne Fletcher, and it was written by Jeanne D'Angelo. Um, I um, just... Big thoughts for me out of the way at first. It's funny thinking about this film. It's not quite a reboot and it's not a requel. It's a, it's a direct sequel to the first one. And so this is kind of applicable, but kind of not. For some reason, I thought of Cruella um, mm-hmm. as I watched this movie. 
And what I liked about it is that they didn't try to recontextualize the Sanderson sisters to make them not as bad as they were in the first one. It's like, no, 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 they're still evil. They still want to kill everyone, which was the thing that I really struggled with with Cruella. Um, Mm. It felt like they were changing her character. Mm. And I liked that they leaned into who they were in this. And even at the end of this film, they were still able to make you feel something for them even though they were still bad people. And Mm -hmm. I think ultimately that, again, comparing to Cruella again, I wish that that had been the goal of this film, but I'm I'm glad they were able to do it in this one. Um, I thought this movie was at least at parts laugh out loud funny for me. Um, And it wasn't necessarily because there were not just callbacks to the original um, that made me laugh. Like there were just... Like the scene where um, he is trying to explain, you know, he talked about lighting a virgin lighting a candle. And some kid was like, what's a virgin? Yeah. <laughs> and like you see his mom looking at him and he's, he's like, like... Uh, someone that's never lit a candle. Like I just <laughs> I laugh out loud. And I don't know if that is a parent thing. Because and I love the mom was just like, yeah, that's right. Too. Yeah, that's yeah, right. You better not say right. anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I really liked that stuff in this movie. Um, but I'm gonna kick it over to you guys before I get more nitty gritty. Um, Jammer, what did you think? My biggest fear going into this one is that it would feel like a Disney Channel original movie because I know for the longest time, well, we've had reboots where they there's a definite decrease in quality in terms of either the writing or the filmmaking. My mind goes to Girl Meets World compared to Boy Meets World. It was like they decided uh, the first one was aimed towards preteens and a little older. Let's go ahead and aim it to like super, super low teens instead and just change the demographic and stuff. And I was worried about that kind of being what they're going to do for this one. But no, they got like they got a film director for this one. Anna Fletcher, who's done lots of films, including The Proposal, starring Ryan Reynolds, among many other movies. And, you know, they put in a it doesn't look like a cheap movie. Like, no, it doesn't look amazing, but it looks like it's a well-made, competent film. And it manages to sort of capture the feel of the original without, um, while still looking sort of up to date and modern. So I think they did a really good job with that. Um, I also just, going into this, I was thinking to myself, do I want, what do I want from this movie? Do I want it just to be a series of callbacks? Like, because if I go back to like Clerks and Kevin Smith, I, I criticize him constantly for callbacks. Like, you don't need that. For this one, I'm like, would I be disappointed if the Sanderson sisters did not sing a song? And I'm like, yeah, I would be disappointed if they didn't, which is yeah. really weird because I'm normally <laughs> not that person. I'm normally not that person. I'm like, let the movie be itself. But for this one, I'm like, you know, just let it be. Just let it be that thing. <laughs> um, and they did it. And they did it in a way that not only has callbacks, but it kind of builds on the mythology in a way like you build on the mythology surrounding Billy Butcherson. You build on the mythology of the, the Sanders sisters. You made me feel for a fucking book that I didn't even realize I thought I cared about its feelings in any way. I was very surprised that <laughs> how they managed to make me care about these characters in a way that I just didn't in the first one. Yeah. Um, so there was just surprise. There's surprising emotional depth, both in, you know, emotion and mythology that I didn't need, but it worked, but also they did the callbacks and they also did the, um, and they did callbacks that I thought were lazy and they made them work. So the Roomba thing I thought was lazy 
And I was like, that's stupid. But then when they came back and they started vacuuming up the salt, I was like, okay, bravo, bravo. That's <laughs> just, payoff, baby. Yeah, so good. So they, they did a lot of things right. And this is a movie that easily for me just is going to go into my yearly rotation at fall time. So I really like this movie. All right, Nick Dahl. This is one of those movies that when we pick it for the podcast, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. But oh, God, like Jammer almost got his wish. I think we were talking about it. I'm like, I'll never watch this movie. I think one of the times we were hanging out in person. But um, I was entertained for the length of the film. And I really enjoyed I think what was mostly funny about it was I was impressed that he wasn't only in it, but he had a pretty big role. Sam Richardson. Um, brought the funny he's the guy who has the conversation about that has to explain virginity with the candle and then tony hale i was a little disappointed i thought he was only going to be in the first scene and then he got to come back as a descendant just like marvel does as the same actor i was like sweet i felt most of the comedy came from them for me because i know them very well i mean not personally but i see them in a lot of stuff and sam richardson is one of my favorite actors right now um and the rest of it was Fine. I was actually going to actually had two questions about the original and Jam already answered one. I was like, were there musical numbers in that? And you've already answered that. Yeah. There was did one. they not? Oh, there's one. And then did they? Automatic Doors existed in 1993. So they didn't go anywhere with Automatic Doors, the first film. They 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 I feel like all. it was a 21st century thing. They did not use any Automatic Doors. Okay. Because that was a funny joke. But I was like, but that was a thing in 93, which was the last time they were around. And yeah, yeah the, the closest one I'm trying to think with that one was when they, well, there's also the kitchen where she thought the kitchen was the tor- a torture chamber, which was yeah, funny. Yeah. And then also when Max lit the, the, made the sprinklers go off and said that it was like acid rain. And they're like, they thought they were melting and they weren't. Um, <laughs> That was good too. So yeah, I would never watch it again or even show it to my kids Why? that don't exist. Wow. It was a fine watch. It's just it's a movie I never need to see again. It's not well, going to no, be a why? yearly rotation. Okay, I'm going to ask my question, Nick. Why, why, why do you say I enjoyed this movie? I, I was entertained, but I would not recommend it. Nor would I let my kids watch Nor it. Nor would I let my kids watch it. <laughs> it just, my I don't know. Kids. I have no connection to the original, which is, I feel like watch you know, it. part of what you're rising on, what part of what you're riding on is nostalgia. Not entirely because it's a well-made film too, but it's just like, it's, one of the, it's not every movie I like, I see more than once. So I'll no, say but this. You're, you're I don't you remember. Recommend it though. So here's what I'll say. I don't remember. I remember watching the first one a lot as a kid. Yeah. I do not remember it enough for the callbacks and this to mean anything to me. I enjoyed this movie in its own right. Um, but I, feel like- I do remember. I do remember the music from the first one, and it was fun, like getting to watch them. And it's fucking Bette Miller, right? Like watching her yeah. sing and perform is fun, and. My daughter walked in when I was watching this movie. Uh, it's funny. I watched this movie without my kids. I was she walked in. Too. I'm surprised. Well, the plan was to watch it with them. And when I came in, they started watching something else. They were watching like Criminal Minds and they were watching something else like um, like some brain brain game thing. And so I was like, all right. Well, yeah. And I was like, well, I, I got to watch this for the podcast. I'm going to watch it now. So I start without them. But with about 45 minutes left in the movie, she comes in. She's like, what are you watching? And I was like, Hocus Pocus. She's like, oh, we've already seen that. I was like, no, it's the new one. She goes, oh, what's that? Yeah. And so she's six, right? And so I sit down and, and watch it with her. And she stays for the rest of the movie um, and watches and enjoys it and is laughing with me. And she's, she is seeing the first one. But six-year-old brain, like, how much you really 
process depends on how many times she watched it though because if i at her age i would have watched it a billion times really once okay i mean this just happened right so it was in preparation to watch the second one so she she and my wife watched the first one with my son and um i think that was last week and so this week she watched the rest of uh the new one with me and enjoyed it so so yeah, Nick, I want to dig more into the why, because you know me, I like to know why. Like, because obviously you said it's a well-made movie, you were entertained throughout, you enjoyed it, but you wouldn't recommend it. And I'm curious as to why that is. Uh, I mean, it's still not my bag, baby. Um, like if I if I was this Nick talking to Nick a week ago, I would be like, it's not as bad as you think it is, but don't waste an hour and 45 minutes on it. You're watching a bunch of other better stuff. Why did you think it would be bad? I don't know. Cause I, I it just, it looked terrible just cause I have no connection to the original. So the trailer, I'm like, Oh cool. And most the, you know, most of these delayed sequels are terrible. Um, it's just really weird to me because like you, there are lots of like, you seem like to think you have to have a pre connection to something in order to like, it. like you said, no, but I, I like I, Tony Hale and Sam Richardson yeah. because I know who they are, but you, that's the only reason. And why. those are like the main reasons I like the movies. I was surprised to see those two guys. And they got quite a bit of jokes in like his obsession with the caramel apple. And like, just like, so we got her all the way from New York. She looks on GMA. <laughs> so Jonesy, let me just point to Nick as the type of person who does go to a movie to see a Chris Pratt or does go to a movie to see an actor. Cause they can, they have that connection. And that they added to the this, movie, but if you this... guys told me they were in the cast, I still wouldn't have watched it just to okay, see them. But they were some people I enjoyed seeing when they were there. I was like, oh, cool. I really like Sam Richardson. Same with okay, Tomorrow so War. I didn't know I you, went to see Jurassic, you went to see Jurassic Park because it was Jurassic Park, not because of Chris Pratt. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And I would have so, seen three, even if they didn't bring back the original cast, Jurassic Park okay, 3. But Nick, so I guess my question I watched is, them. I get it. This is not your bag. Why is it not your bag? Besides, I don't. I'm not familiar with the original. It's a children's movie that has doesn't have like the Pixar gravitas or something to it. What is the Pixar gravitas? Always, they are a reputation for making good films. I've never. I've heard a lot of people enjoy it as kids. I've never heard Hocus Pocus called a good film. Like it's. It, a film I think it is. Almost everyone in the nineties watched. A good film. It doesn't mean it's a good. Film. Yeah, it's a good. It's, it's a good movie. The first it's time fun. I've heard that said. <laughs> I I genuinely like. So I remember. Like, I think the, the last time I probably saw it, I was a teenager, um, but I liked it. I like it as a movie. It's not one of those movies I go back to and like, I don't know if this holds up. Like, no, I, I think it's genuinely enjoyable. Jammer and Nick, you guys have heard me talk about uh, how much I love Little Monsters, right? With Howie Mandel. Oh, yeah. Fred I've seen that. <laughs> Jammer has probably heard me talk about it quite a bit on on Old LR Mornings and, and Daily Cog. But uh, I love that movie. Hocus Pocus one is an actual better movie than little monsters, even though I personally will watch little monsters more because I I love it more, but Hocus Pocus is actually a good movie and is, is better done, better put together than little monsters. So yeah, it is, it is pretty good. You should watch. I I really like like how they did a good job of working with a lot of moving pieces. You had like surprising number of threads. You had like the Sanderson sisters, obviously. Then you had the main girls. Then you had Sam Richardson's character. They had, like three or four little subplots going. Mm-hmm. And I thought they intertwined in like a really sort of fast and fun way that I was just, there's like, oh, there's a lot going on in this movie. I just wasn't expecting it. 
I do wish there was, I mean, it's not necessary. This would have made it a stronger film if they had hinted whatsoever that one of them had witch powers. They like, did. They did? Yeah. They used to do did the circles. Be- they never referenced that she used to have witch powers, did they? No, but they said not- you get your powers when you're 16. Oh, oh! So she was turning sixteen. So it's assumed it was her birthday. Alive. I guess that works. I mean, it's very. It's it's still. Were you anyway, playing video yeah. games while you watch this movie? Were you playing Star no, Trek? No, actually. How much Star Trek were you playing? Not during the movie. Huh? So I do have. I have a complaint. I wish that they. Had, oh, so it's actually a complaint that leads into a question. Um, My favorite kind. The way that they ended this movie, it seemed like it was kind of perfectly set up for a sequel. Um, is it oh i was thinking the opposite i was thinking it's over over. well here's here's why i think that who showed up at the beginning of the movie was hannah waddington right um Mm. she was the bird that flew down to them who was following the girls as they went down the street the bird and so i think that they could go one of two ways this could either be a descendant style tv show um or Mm. movie and so that's kind of the way that i i saw this with hannah waddington who won't have a show relatively soon um kind of helping guide me. them all. i know it's sad, she from sad. ted lasso the fuck oh sorry and recognize her from rebecca wow sorry Woo. she was the she was hot the in beginning. this movie <laughs> she's always she's hot, hot in ted lasso yeah Ooh, what are you talking the about old owner of the team in ted lasso yeah the have you big seen difference arms? From... there's a big difference she Anyway, uh, yeah, I the implication to me was that so I it was funny because the whole movie I was wondering is she going to show up again because it was she, she didn't. seems it was and so that at the end when the bird is following them it made me think like oh, okay that's a potential path that they could take going forward so I guess my question I know the answer from at least one of you is that something she would want to see going forward. It'd be interesting. Like you definitely are losing something by losing the Sanderson sisters. Mm-hmm. It's not quite hocus pocus anymore. No, but that's not to say there isn't interesting territory they could go. Like you have essentially, effectively, a new coven of sisters, and I don't know what that relationship is going to be, but you have laid the groundwork, and it could be interesting. So yeah. I could see them going with the Disney Plus series, and I definitely would at least that's watch a handful. Of I think it would be a series. Yeah, like Mighty yeah. Ducks. I feel it would be a series, not a movie. Um, but wait, why are they not doing another Ted Lasso? or something it's done after season it's the last season oh it's written that way it's not like it was canceled yep. they were like <clears throat> no it wasn't we only canceled. need three we only need three okay that's why i was curious i'm like what they canceled ted lasso it's like their biggest like maybe i don't know if it's their it's probably their highest rated show it's what they're most I think known for apple tv i think so yeah i mean they made yeah. it into fifa or <laughs> kenson fifa or whatever his name is so that's yeah, a great advertisement for uh the new thing uh the new season yeah. well, i <laughs> So I'll say this with Jammer, you were talking about you got choked up, you were crying during the Wakanda Forever trailer. I got choked up at the end of this. Um, I loved that, again, Bed Midler and crew were shown to be just bad people, even from as being children. That's not to say they don't have feelings. But they cared about each other. And I think that that is a thing that it's hard to do with villains, but it's worthwhile when you can pull it off and show that they actually care about something more than just revenge or just world domination. Mm. And the fact that she cared about her sisters um, meant the world uh, to meant the world to her. And it was, 
it was fulfilling. And then at the end, when she's like, it doesn't bring them back, it sends you to them. And then just the the way that the the dust of her sisters entwined hers and then they vanished. It's like, oh my God, that is. And then she made it like, you could tell like by like 10, a minute beforehand, she was ready to take on the world. But then it's just like, nope, they're gone. Nope. I'm ready to go. Like, yeah. this is it. As I Juan would have said, else. you have to read the warnings before you do the spell. <laughs> yeah. My daughter was like, who doesn't read the fine print? I was like, good job. <laughs> you you raised a lawyer's daughter, or you're she's a lawyer's Dude. daughter for sure. Definitely. Um, I thought that was hilarious. Um the other thing was also, that was funny. Hmm. Oh, I was gonna say one random hilarious thing, but you go ahead. Well, my random thing was I did not realize, and part of it is because I didn't know who he was at the time. I didn't know that that was Doug Jones in the original. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I did I not know that. that. Yeah, as the zombie. zombie, right? That's right, oh, Nick. It's another guy you know. Perfect. But that, I should assume any role like that is Doug Jones these days, or even back then. Yeah, he was yeah, in Doug the Jones. And you need yeah, a lanky motherfucker. You put him in it. This was ninety-three. I mean, here's what messed me up when I realized that he's sixty-two years old. Doug Jones wearing makeup. Old. <laughs> yeah, I just it just all of that kind of blew my mind. Um, he doesn't even yeah. look that old. Like when you see him no. as human Saru or whatever Saru, that makeup keeps him in Saru. Yeah, yeah. When even when you see human him or him on the red carpet, he doesn't look sixty. But no, no, he doesn't. So yeah, I like I said, I enjoy this film. I, irrespective of whether or not you have seen the original, I would highly recommend this. It's fun. I think it's fun to watch it with your family. Um, easy recommend for that. Yeah, I would say another oh fun part I really liked was the fear Sam Richardson had towards him as a zombie at first, and then I'm kind of getting their best buds, like the handshake. Yeah, then the best buds, even though he's using him and just clearing his name, where he's like, "No, you need to tell everyone the truth." Like, I wasn't in love with both of them. (laughs) Yeah, Billy Butcherson. What's funny to me is I even watching this as a kid, I watched the Three Stooges. And Jammer, I get the impression you might have watched the original more recently than me. Oh yeah, I watch it every every Halloween. Were they more Three Stooge like in this one than they were in the original? They were pretty Three Stooge in the first one. Okay, because I know as a child I watched the Three Stooges all the time, but I never made the connection hmm. to that and this. But then when I watched it today, I was like, oh yeah, they're that's totally what this is. It's pretty um, broad comedy. Like the part where Sarah Jessica Parker's like spread out and she just goes like starts yes. spreading out physically <laughs> was really funny. First of all, I was like, how does that work so well? Like it works so well. But what's funny was I got the impression she was not being she was joking because the next oh, line was be serious. She was like, be serious, be serious. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, and then like the the next and it just in that moment, they like were hitting you with a bunch of stuff. So that happened. And then when she said be, and the reason I know it was be serious was Siri woke up and oh. they were like, they were like, Oh, there's a woman trapped in that box. And they got freaked out by that. And so I, I don't know. I enjoyed this. I thought it was funny. There's a lot of good moments in this movie, but yeah, I think that they're the dynamic, the physical comedy and like the goofiness was definitely in the first one. <laughs> What's so funny? Better than I I'm, I'm laughing. At, I'm going back and I'm laughing at the scene. Of my... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, be serious. Be serious. Um, I think here, is there anything else? Um, 
the main characters I thought were, were good too. I also yeah. like the fact that there was, if you go back to the original, there is not a single brown person in that entire city. Whereas now it's just like, it's very diverse. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I think you would call it aggressively white. Like It's just like, there, <laughs> there are no people of color that live in Salem. And it's like, Hey, you know, people moving in. <laughs> um, else. Yeah. Anyway, anything else to say about this film? No, I, I really like I, discussing it more. It makes me like it a lot more. And I, I, I'm excited to go back and rewatch it because I'm definitely going to watch it at least once more before Halloween's up. I was a little disappointed. About that I don't again. think I don't think anyone said the word hocus pocus. But I think they did. They, I'm just joking. I don't remember if they did or not. That oh, was a fake complaint. They did that in the I'm first done. one. They did. For I, like, what? Cool. It's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Oh, I would have been better. Actually, yeah, I, I think there was a moment too. where they did say it. They, they I think they did say because I remember I turned to my wife. I'm like, I disappointed they didn't say it's just a bunch of hocus pocus too. That's the thing. That would be better. <laughs> um, I thought it was weird how they leaned into like dead baby jokes in the Walgreens. Um, they were like, <laughs> they were like, what What does the child taste like? And they're like, it tastes like raspberries. Like, <laughs> they're like eating children and joking about it. I don't know. That should have been as I mean, funny. They, they eat kids. I mean, they kill Emily in the first one. They do. Emily I just, spoiler alert. I'm just at the beginning of the first one. Literally the opening scene, Nick. Literally the opening scene. I know. I just, I don't know why I think that's funny. Of an um, old movie. I also love the fact when they started during the dancing scene where they're just like dance marching and like Kathy Nishimi's character is like, they're going so slow. Why are they going so slow? <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was just like, they're not being efficient at all in how they're moving. <laughs> and then ultimately it didn't matter, right? So they yeah. found him and then and they, they'd already they went to the wrong place. his daughter. Yeah. Well, they'd already got the daughter because he'd left. He'd gone home or he'd gone back to get the apple. So by the time I, this, I don't care this, about this the Either way, it works. Logically, I just thought, works. no, no, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. it was funny. Yeah. Ultimately, it didn't matter, which made it even funnier. Well, they followed the, the boyfriend. Yeah, the stupid boyfriend, the village idiot, making fun of people. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny too. That's hilarious. Just making fun of people. Yeah, it, it was a it was a decent time. Wasn't this, she, wasn't angry? I watched him, it. She pats him on the arm like you poor idiot. <laughs> I thought I'd be on this show ripping in a new one. But I'm like, eh, fine. <laughs> That's so weird. I don't know why you would assume it would be that bad. And this is it just reminded me of like a '90s. I don't know, all those 90s, uh, like Halloween type movies. I look back on them and I'm like, I enjoyed it as a kid, but I would hate that. Movie. But how many of them? And so this is, and, and this is why I'm putting seen, too much. So maybe I'm putting too much to stock those. in it. It again, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, I wouldn't necessarily expect like a, a flaming bag of shit from them, which is, is what it sounds like you were expecting. Yeah. Also, Disney hasn't had a good live action run recently, so that's true. Um, Which was probably part of it subconsciously. We're worried about the artist foul protocol being enacted. <laughs> I didn't think it'd be yeah. that bad. I did not think it'd be that bad. Yeah. Anyway, done. Are we done? Yeah. Are you done with that? All right. Um, cut the check. Cut the check. Cut you guys want to hear what check. I? You guys want to hear what I thought of? I'll tell oh, yeah. you what I thought of Werewolf by Night. Um, I think it's fun. I think it is exactly what the trailers say it is. 
And it's slightly more enjoyable than I was expecting it to be. I'm also curious um, after watching it, this is violent, like surprisingly violent. And it made me wonder what Blade is going to look like. Not not the Blade that we're rumored to get, like an actual good Blade. Um, it made me feel that better mean? that... Where they talked about lackluster action scenes. We discussed it last oh, week. gotcha, gotcha. The one that... Yeah. With this, okay, it's gotcha. rumored what to have yeah. troubles, yeah. Right. Um, I'm hoping... It makes me wonder if, if they go back and take the time. They can actually make a decent film. I was kind of worried. I was wondering and worried about what that level of violence would look like in a Marvel film. Because again, Blade, like your bar is up here. And for the people blood not showers. watching, it's it's at the top of my head. Yeah, showers of blood. And so in this, you get a, a decent level of violence that's fun. And it's it looks good. And it also made me wonder whether or not uh, Michael Giacchino would be a good replacement for uh, the guy that jumped ship. Um, oh, interesting. Because there's already, and what what made me think that was, I think I probably would have thought it already, but there is a blade like character in this. As you're watching, you're like, oh, that's that's blade. That's like, you know, the bottom shelf Walmart version of blade. So, you know, the fruit o's, the fruit o's, the fruit o's, homeless cereal that fruit-os. lives in the bags instead of the boxes. The bags, yeah, the bags. Right. Cereal. Says, yeah, yeah, that was him. That was totally him. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think you guys should check it out and talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I, I remember thinking it was interesting, but also thinking like this could be something that appeals to me in theory. But then when I actually watch it, it's kind of like, ooh, I don't know. But everything you said sounds it. like sounds like it's pretty good. I am interested to hear what because Manny um, over at Daily Cup of Genre talked about how maybe those those artificial scratches and whatnot weren't necessary. I could see that being the case, and I mentioned yeah. that I felt like I feel like kind of the same thing with like a planet terror um yeah Rodriguez's grindhouse movie where it's just like it didn't need it they could have had like a little more natural looking sort of scratches which i think tarantino did in his um what the fuck was it called death proof uh, death proof yeah where it felt a little more natural because it was on film i think they were able to make it right. work a bit better though that movie was worse it was awful i hate yeah. death proof but you know that's beside the point <laughs> cool and they also and they also have cigarette burns in here as well which is weird very distracting they have a very uh, what was it? The projectionist is just very disgruntled, and he was just like, "Fuck this film, just gonna stab a little." Bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I figure, I figure as a projectionist, you can't be disgruntled until you're putting like a dick in a scene, a la Fight Club. That's disgruntled. That's I also think yeah. of cigarette burns. I didn't, I learned that from Fight Club. So yeah, and I used to nice. always notice it until I switched to digital. Nice yeah, big cock. A... I always Crying remember child. like back when they used to project movies uh, in film. The most annoying thing I hated is the jagged edges all over the corner in the movie. I, hate mm. it. I forgot all about those. And I forgot how spoiled I've been, which we have nice, clean edges in our movies now when we go to see the theaters until I saw Hateful Eight a few years ago. I'm like, oh, I forgot about the jagged edges. This is awful. Why would we do this to ourselves? Don't project in film. What's wrong with you? Just wait until all That's of fine. you are, are so used to uh, high frame rate tv consumption that theater will actually start looking rough to yeah. you. it does to yeah. me i i hate it <laughs> no I'm, I'm right there with you like i part of me i'm really sad that we never got into 48 at least 48 frames per second film just for the novelty and the transformation the constant evolution of the medium 
but um, you know, we'll see maybe, maybe in another decade or two, that'll pick up. Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Check back here in a decade, uh, breaking geek radio, the podcast, <laughs> and we'll let you know what we think. We'll be breaking geek radio, the next generation. We all, all of our kids. <laughs> New horizons. About the lower, I'd rather see lower decks. Lower I'd rather decks. see the lower decks. It'll version. just be, it'll just be Kyle complaining oh. the whole time. <laughs> These people are changing up the fucking schedule every five <laughs> seconds. Nice. Nice. Anything else? Ready? Ready to shut down? Let's do it. All right. That's it. All right. That's it. So, dear listener, if you like what you heard, and of course, why wouldn't you do all the socials, like, rate, comment, subscribe, share, we would definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM Online, the Genreverse Podcast Network, have other great stuff for your reading and listening pleasure. Where else on the interwebs? Also, jump into Discord. Listen to what you thought of Hocus Pocus. Did you hate it as much as Nick Doll, or did you love it as much as Shammer and I? Or are you as indifferent as Danny? Because he didn't give an opinion. That's that's why. So we're assuming he's indifferent. We're assuming he's indifferent. We're assuming, yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, let us know. Uh, jump into Discord. Other than that, Shammer, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer. You can find most of my books on Amazon under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. And you can find my new book, City of Mages, at mahiabooks.com. That's M A G I A books.com. You can find it both in audiobook format and ebook one, paperback and hardcover. So four formats. All the formats. All the formats. That's right. Maybe. What about 48 frames per second? Can I get that? Uh, I'm that's when making that. It. In, if when it gets adapted, that's in the contract that it has to be 48 frames per second. <laughs> at least. All right, Nolan. Uh, and Nicholas Dalius, where can you be found? At Kiki Nick Dahl on Twitter and uh, always doing Marvel Multiverse Mayhem with Kyle on Thursdays these days. But who knows when the and who knows? <laughs> Marvel's gonna switch days again. I'm sure. Of it <coughs> oh, you're saying for in the future? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just we don't know what Marvel does each time. It used to be Mondays, but could be, could be a different day. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad Kevin Feige was going. You know, I really want to make it different each series, but there's this podcast called Marvel Marvel Multiverse Mondays. <laughs> I really think we should cater exclusively to them. What do you think? That's when he started slipping. That was his first bad decision. <laughs> It's like it's nice. no coincidence that the quality dropped right after WandaVision. Right so. after. Right after. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you, the Breaking Geek Career of the Podcast crew and the uh, Marvel Multiverse Monday crew, it's so iconic that we decided we are not going to reschedule any of our programs. Period. Just not going to. It's a terrible joke. Anyway. <laughs> thanks to Kyle's producing on the ones and twos. And folks, as always, thanks for listening. We will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. No kidding on you. Mission accomplished. A $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.